0: Trapped within every individual is a natural ability to succeed. But success in its continuity depends on discovery of self and life purpose, usage of resources around, wise planning, and setting priorities. Binga Ademujimi, a certified life coach and NLP master practitioner, is here to expose you to the right principles to discover the gold in you develop your potential and display a life of excellence and significance. Welcome to Navigator Lifeguard. (laughs) Alright. Thank you. Our topic is very interesting. Building a business in the 21st century. Am I correct sir? It's such an interesting topic. I'm building a business. You know, but part of my challenge is that we have too many businessmen in Africa. Few as they are. We don't have enough at all. But the nuisance value of the the few that we have has become so hedgy that we don't need businessmen as we need visionaries. And we need to grow to understand this level of responsibility. Do you know that Nigeria will have to create about, um, if I'm sure, 20 million jobs or thereabout by 2020? If our 2020 goals are realistic, quite frankly, these are facts. 20 million jobs will be created by a lot of businesses. You know, there's so little that the government can do about that kind of reality. Now you can't find any robust economy that is doing well when entrepreneurship is not in place. But you see, there is entrepreneurship, there is creative entrepreneurship. There are entrepreneurs who determine what is done and there are people who build their own life around what those few entrepreneurs have determined. Usually, there are about 4% in first world economics. 4% of entrepreneurs and in the league that I'm talking about. Now, you can be a business person, and you are sustaining a form of entrepreneurship. But when we talk about the spirit of enterprise, you may, not be, you may not have anything to do with it. Now, Thomas Edison is an entrepreneur. But you know that it's by his own contribution that we have this electricity as we have it today. That's an one. General Electric is Thomas Edison's comp- worst Thomas Edison's company. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Bill Gates is an entrepreneur. The guy selling windows in Africa is also an entrepreneur. But it's not the entrepreneur like Bill Gates. Not because of Bill Gates' wealth, but because Bill Gates made the product that he is selling as an entrepreneur. Do you understand what I'm saying? To say? You can be a broker for Google. Maybe you help them to get adverts but you are not the owner of Google. So your business is as strong as the sanity of Google, if you understand what I'm trying to say. Now I'm going somewhere. So we have too many people building businesses. People are not generating novel scenarios, building ideas, and very few are building companies. If you think company, you are thinking structure now you don't need structure to make a lot of money but you need a lot of structure to keep that money going after you've gone so if you don't build a business if you don't build a company and you are just building a business then the business can never leave you you don't need an office you don't need a child don't need admin you don't need a lot of those stuff if you want to build a business but if you want to build a company all right then you have to think structure but i'm going somewhere let me quickly say this I've made a covenant with myself two years ago that if i have the opportunity to address business people i will remind them of what i want to say now you have heard over and over again that you cannot be rich working for someone i'd like to remind you in case you have forgotten and for those who don't know about it before it's not true at every point in time you are either called to a people or you are called to someone You are either, for those who understand scriptures, you are either a Moses or you are an Aaron at every point in time. If you are a Moses, you are called to a mass. If you are an Aaron, you are called to a Moses. Now there are people who are supposed to live their life out as Aarons. Okay? And you can be a multi-millionaire. You can even be a billionaire working for someone. It's not about what you want to do. It's about what you are built for. So you just can't choose to go out there and be in business. You can make some money, have your house by the beach, travel abroad for summer, keep some money around, drive two Japanese cars or two German cars and feel cool. And that can be the, an amazing compromise of your true potential. Are we together now? So you need to come to that understanding. There's a gentleman you need to go study online. I can give you a long list, but I'll give you this guy. His name is Roberto Goizueta. Roberto Goizueta. Roberto Goizueta was a staff of Coca-Cola till, uh, till it, I mean, he's dead now. But Roberto never owned a business, so to say. But at the time of his death, Roberto's uh, shareholding in Coca-Cola was worth a billion dollars. Now, he's the first staff of an organization to be a billionaire. The first in the whole world in history. Nobody did that before him. He was the first employee of an organization to become a billionaire in dollars. And it's not the first. I mean it's, it's not the last. People have done that on Microsoft is a company of millionaires. Google is a company of millionaires. Millionaires are all over the place in Google. Millionaires are all over the place in Microsoft. They are not the chief executive. They are not the top management executives in the organization, they are just guys who understand the language of productivity. Now, when you want to be productive and make a lot of money, it has very little to do with the deployment of your physical energy. But it has to do with the deployment of your mental energy. That's key. So it's not about where you stay. It's about where your mind is staying. What, What your brain is thinking. What it's connecting to what is fabricating. I met someone who said he's starting business next week. We got talking for about two minutes. I saw that I was so rude. In two minutes. Because of the kind of person I am, I'm still praying for deeper humility. I was quickly able to tell him immediately that honestly, except by some divine intervention, you ain't going nowhere. This attitude will keep you small. The rest of your life until you change your thinking attitude is key there's nothing you can do about attitude particularly as an african a boy is a boy you have to know the difference per time per engagement hello you understand what i'm trying to say having said that i'm saying that because of some people may be here and you've had some wisdom key somewhere that you cannot be rich working for someone personally i've counseled people who read some books and resigned their jobs five years after? They are suffering. They wish they could press rewind. Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that in life. They stayed they are still today, some of them are begging. And the reason why they are suffering is not because they don't know principles, it's because the first skill. The first level of intelligence that you need to succeed as a businessman is not paper. It's not MBA. There are, there are people who have, who, have, who have masters of business administration who cannot even handle their shoes to clean it well. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? How much more handling a business? By this, I'm not saying don't have master of business administration people have have seen those kinds of extremes in interpretations so we just leave here and said somebody can have mba you know so get your mba please the first world economies understand that you can't do nothing if you are not building global super brands what's japan without toyota honda mitsubishi Sony? Gone. you can't stop for toyota Kenwood Nissan Sharp Samsung Panasonic You can't stop LG LG. What's Korea without Hyundai Kia You can't stop Germany Mercedes BMW Opel Heineken Saab You can't stop France Peugeot Come on now America You can never stop Google, Microsoft Ford Coca-Cola PepsiCo you can go on and on. What's Nigeria? Ghana. No, 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 listen. I'm not trying in any way to bring down our great country. I'm part of it and I'm proud of it. But you see, you know, somebody asked me, which, which football club do you support? I said, Super Eagles. I I don't have Chelsea. I don't know. I watch them. I support any club that has Nigerian players. I love Nigeria. I believe in this country so much that we can accept mediocrity and foolishness as a shadow of wisdom. Not as wisdom. Even as a shadow of wisdom, we can't. And we find people who are confidently foolish, walking around, handsome fools, tall, pretty dummies, feeling cool in 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 good shoes and driving some form of car as a show of relevance fooling those who don't understand the language of productivity and demand listen this is the way it works over there nobody cares about how you live your life particularly once you are not communicating the strength of your thinking it's called superior relevance that's what makes the difference in nations you can never contest election in America. Not to talk of winning it if you have no plan for mathematics and sciences. Come on now. Those are the issues. Hello? Those are the issues. The average Nigerian is going to school not to question physics. Now, let me tell you how it works. Physics, chemistry, biology, the sciences and mathematics create the tools that economics, me, the social sciences we work with. Are we together there? So if you have all the skills in business and you don't understand the place of mathematics and the sciences, you can adjust your philosophy. You can adjust your ideology. You can adjust your theology. If you don't adjust your capacity to invent alone, you will be an accepted, diligent, responsible slave in the committee of nations. And why are you trying to to do business, friends? Why are you trying to do business? 99.9% of Africans in business are doing business for your stomach and for your personal comfort. You can't do too much like that. Go talk to Bill Gates. It's called creative capitalism. Doing something from a sense of mission. Understanding that there is a duty. There is a system that nearly crushed you or at at its best produced you. Now, this Nigerian system nearly crushed me by some flash of grace. I escaped, having spent 12 years in the university, studying a four-year course. How do you explain that? Four-year course. I had extra years. Eight years of extra. Eight years. Now, tell me I'm foolish. Honestly, I'll accept it. I was foolish. Tell me I was. Because I can tell you that my stupidity should not keep me in that school more than five years. What kept me more than five years is the whims and fancies of some weak minds who feel that their own peace in life is determined by the turmoil and the stress they can give to their constituencies. Otherwise, call the weak fellows and they call the oppressors. It doesn't work that way. But you see, people are confidently thriving on what is too weak to sustain value. And it's time for young people who can think to ask questions. People go to school. You go to school for four years. You come out from that school. What you know in that course is what those who studied the course 40 years ago know about the course. That's a blast from the past. That's an abuse of existence. You know in America, nobody studies physics. They question physics. Because if you are studying the goal of knowledge is transformation. The problem we have is that those who know, don't know why they know. And that's a big problem. You don't solve that cheap. if the knowledge you have is not leading to measurable transformation i.e products and services philosophies ideologies that can change human behavior if it's not leading come on man there's somebody called Plato somebody called Socrates somebody called Mahatma Gandhi there's somebody called Mercedes, somebody called Toyota, somebody called Honda, somebody called Ford, these are human beings who took responsibility for a level of relevance in their system. In Africa, we don't produce, we consume. Now, capital formation of any kind, I don't care if it's intellectual capital, uh, uh, structural capital, uh, monetary capital, or any kind of capital, to form any capital, it is production less consumption plus depreciation. Production P. Now, just do this. Put CF here. Capital formation is equal to production less open bracket consumption plus depreciation. For you to form any kind of capital, production must be consistent. Then you Add up consumption plus depreciation. And take out of production. What you have is capital. Once you take production out of the equation, you are consuming and managing depreciation. And let me tell you how you are doing that. How do you manage depreciation as an individual? What do you do with your money, first of all? You pay school fees. You buy shoes and polish it. You consume a suit by buying it. When you buy it, you keep washing it, keeping it clean. That's depreciation. You are managing depreciation. That's what you are doing. Now, what are you producing? What are you producing? What exactly are you producing in this equation? Where is production? And this is the struggle of the African continent. And we have been wrongly hypnotized by the idea that comfort and convenience is a victory sign over those who observe you so you work for it and labor for it because that's what your system says and no one is respected until you can show something even if what you show is not yours so you can get respected for appearing not necessarily for thinking not necessarily for value but simply because you look the part you are the part that we are looking for but most of the time you're not the part that we are looking for you are just a flash of what you are looking for. Value, 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 value is the critical indices for measure, there's something called opportunity causes. Meaning that when you are through with your best, fools can get carried away. The wise will sit down and consider the alternative for God. That when you are through with your best, we have to look at the resources that you consume to perform what you call your best. When we looked at that potential that you use to provide your best, and the target that you were given is 5 million, and you have done 10 million, and you have obviously met the target, exceeded the target, the wise will still wonder if with the same resources that you have, if we give it to somebody else, that person cannot produce 80 million. It means the 70 million that you produce, that you did not produce, is the alternative for gone for making the 10 million that you made. Now that's poor performance. To everybody, you've done it. To your potential, you've wasted resources. So somebody ends his life as the chief executive officer of a Nigerian bank. And he's making a lot of money. A lot of money. Spending money around. He's popular. Travels abroad, come back. And he's doing so well. Come on now. Are we together? Thank you, sir. And he's doing so well and people praise this guy and he has done so well chief executive he can buy any car that he wants he can travel anywhere that he wants and he resigns as chief executive of that bank but by the true value of his potential that guy could have resigned probably somewhere as chief executive put somebody else there and go on to the ceiling or be the governor of his state resign from there and be the chief, uh, the, the chief head of state of something, of his own country, resign to be the second of the OEU, resign to be the second of the UN, and end up with a Nobel Prize. The same potential has the capacity to do that. Now, the moment you can become the chief executive of a Nigerian bank, most likely your lifestyle, in terms of material lifestyle, may not be different from that of Kofi Annan. It may not be different from that of Ms. Mandela. Both of you can live anywhere you want, both of you can travel anywhere you want. But do you know that Nelson Mandela does not have probably half of what some of you have. I don't know what you have, oh, I'm just saying so. Somebody like Mother Teresa had nothing. Some years ago, she won Woman of the Century. And I said to myself, this woman has died how many years ago? And she's still a new man of the Century. You know how many women are still living? Who cannot measure up to that quality? And to now give that award to somebody else, it is still somebody that that died many years ago. That's from Time Magazine. That's a Time Magazine Award, so it's credible. Two nations, India and Armenia, are now fighting for the grave of Mother Teresa. India wanted to remain in India. Armenia is asking that they move it to their country. Why is tourist attraction? The way someone lived his life do you know that the glasses, the sandals, and I think the garment of Mahatma Gandhi was auctioned for over ten million million two two years ago, I think? This is a guy that is no longer breathing. What do you think? I'm saying to you, it's time for us to begin to accept some new levels of responsibility. And I need to let you know, we have to push up our thinking and think global. Local brands don't help a nation. Some years ago we made an effort to open our office in South Africa and it was a failure. And the mentor called me and said, you see, you don't need to do that. You're making enough money. With that effort, you are almost starting all over again. Why do you want to go to South Africa and stress yourself? You're making enough money, travel, come back. And, all that, and Said a lot of stuff. And truly, what he was saying is wrong. But if I say what is right, I'll be rude. Yeah. So, I just said, thank you, sir. And I left. As I left, I called a meeting to plan our re-emergence in that market. Immediately, because he, he obviously doesn't know what he's talking about. I understand him. He's suffering from the hypnotism of his existence in poverty for many years. So I can relate to that. But see, there's no rich man in my family. Not one. I have every reason to be content with any level of value in my life. Life is bigger than me. The goals are bigger than me. You have things to do. You have been helped to help somebody, taught to teach, supported to support, comforted to comfort. You have resources to do something. You have a mission to society. If you, if you are not aware, it's unfortunate. If you are aware you are not doing some, something about it, you are, waste, you are wasteful. We have to come to a place of value where from day one that you step into business, you are not stepping in because you want money. You are stepping in because you want to create value. How many people are you going to employ five years from now? Do you know? What kind of business do you want to run? Where will this business be 10 years from now? Do you, what vision do you have to bring value to our system? Beyond your comfort. People treat staff anyhow. Abuse them, insult them, kick them away. Because they have no vision. The vision they have is more money. And as long as that vision is being achieved, it can be achieved at anybody's expense. For those of you who are doing well already, and you're making some money, please understand that the strength of a material is in its universal appeal. Its international bearing, its global weight. If this is a microphone, it cannot be a microphone in Nigeria alone. It has to be a microphone in every country, whether there's war or there's peace. It It can be a bombed microphone in Iraq or in Darfur but it won't be a bum chair. The strength of a material is in its universal appeal. So there is a global relevance that is attached to the credibility of a fabric. If only Nigerians believe that this is a glass cup, then it's not a glass cup. For us to accept that this is a glass cup, everybody in the world must see it and say this is a glass cup. Because it has universal bearing, global weight, universal acceptance. Are we together? So, when you do something, do something that is globally compliant. You may not start global. You can be a very small company with the spirit of a global company. It shows from the beginning. It shows in how you do your business. How you conduct yourself. The policies that you sustain for for the life of your organization. It shows. Are we together? So you think global. See the big picture. Have a plan to arrive at a place that every country in the world can experience your value. Have that kind of plan. It's not a bad idea. And honestly, the people who have done it are not in any way better than us. The only thing they got going for themselves is that philosophy. to believe that we can do this this is good for our system. We can leave this value. What happens is that when you begin to think like that, life has capacity to bring opportunities your way to connect to your heart that seeks human development. I have not seen one soul that is living to solve human problems that will live its life stranded, weak, or irrelevant. Because life has capacity to reward you. Somebody told me, Well, my company cannot pay me this. I said, Your company may never be able to pay you this. But I can assure you something. Life will pay you at some point. The AG, former AG of Lagos State, Professor Yamir Shibaji, was in my seminar in 2005, Zero to Euro seminar. And he shared the testimony of a typist in Unilak. This typist had three colleagues a pastor and a deeper liver in the same office. And you know, when you are a typist in university, you will type. Because people are always writing. So these guys will type. Once it's five o'clock, the pastor picks his bag, and he's off. Very humble, and he goes. Five o'clock, the deeper lifer picks his bag, walk out deeply, and just moves on. This guy, this other guy, will sit and type. Prof said, at times, he would drop this guy at 1 a.m., 1 a.m. in the night. Meanwhile, anyway, Prof was a protege to a particular CJ of the country, who was later moved to the International Court of Justice in Hague. So, from time to time, Prof will have to go to The Hague and see him and talk to him. One day, in one of his visits, the CJ in Hague said, Look, I need a typist. This is many years after Prof had left the university. Many years. Forgotten that that guy ever existed. So I need the type is somebody that can type discreet, hardworking. Prof said, wow. Who do you think he's going to get? The pastor? The deeper lifer? He went back to that system to look for that guy. That guy was still there working faithfully. Two life story. He took that. Now, University of Lagos could never reward that guy. They don't even have the capacity to do it. The system does not even allow them to do it. Everybody's in levels, level one, level two, level three. No matter how hard you work, you, if you want to go beyond this, you have to do something. So, the guy was a typist, so there's no way he could have qualified for what happened to him after that. You know what happened to him? Prof went down, talked to this guy, the guy was ready. In weeks, his entire family, wife, children, everybody, to the Hague. Years down the line, the guy was in the US, working, doing incredible things. In 2005, that year in my seminar, Prof said the guy just sent him a brand new car from America. Brand new car. Connect the life of a university typist. He could never have dreamt of getting that far. That's entrepreneurship. That's the spirit of enterprise. You know, that guy has a big picture in mind. I see what he did. From there, this guy is now living a relevant life communicating value to his family, making spending even in monetary terms at a level the university could never have given him. What does that tell you? Your bosses may not be able to help you, but the life that you live is strong enough to give you the best of value that you deserve when you make the best of contribution, even if the system cannot validate it. My appeal to all of us here today is to please get off our comfort zones sit down again and check our plans look at your documents those vision statements and those mission statements that you have check them again look at them deeply and begin to make up your mind what you want to do why do you want to do what you want to do most africans are busy chasing bread and butter and some little stuff to make them more socially relevant people ask for children every day not because they need those children but because they want to beat the embarrassment of society and when they have those children from the way they relate to those children you will know that all these eight years they were looking for children it wasn't the child they were looking for they were getting busy trying to free themselves from the expedition of society and now that they got the freedom the child can go to hell school fees they cannot labor for productive thinking they cannot labor for discipline not to shout on the child they cannot labor for because they got what they want now all right Girls are struggling to get married diligently, not because of anything, just they can say that I have a husband. Look at me. So you know, you know, I don't have a husband. I said, Why do you think you deserve a husband? He said, PK, I'm 38. I said, So a 38-year-old penis does not connote wisdom of any kind. Your penis can be as long as this chair. Come on, that's in your pocket. In life nobody rewards you for what you for that kind of thing go to the bank tomorrow morning and go talk to them about your pennies say look i've slept with 300 girls can you can i have one thousand dollars they slap you out they slap you out it has nothing to do with that the ejaculation of your thinking that's the critical goal come on now you understand what i'm trying to say yeah, you. young people are completely confused Get, getting busy sagging and throwing around town and watch our country perish, and they have their guts to point fingers at the government, I want to appeal to you. The next time you point fingers at the government, honestly, you are emotionally weak, intellectually bankrupt. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. You are working with a myopic picture. You are short-sighted. You are not working 3D. When you see the big picture, you don't point fingers at government. The government is not outsourced. What did you pick the government from? From Nigerians. The government is just a very small representation of a bigger nuisance. (laughs) It's Nigerians that make up Nigeria. So when they say Nigeria is a bad country, what what they're trying to say is that Nigerians are bad. And every time you have 500 eggs, do you know a bad egg will corrupt a fantastic egg any day? And 500 good eggs can never make one bad egg good. 500 good eggs, go and bring 20 crates of egg and pour them into one small cup. Give me. And pour them into one small cup. Okay. I won't forget. One small cup with two eggs. The whole 500 eggs corrupt automatically. And you need to understand that every time we choose a government, they were picked from Nigerians. And you cannot neglect the base and go to the few that are picked from us and be pointing fingers at them when you dump those guys and you kick them out what do you do again you return to that same constituency pick another eleven to go and represent you and when they malfunction you worry you are disturbed and you keep pointing fingers at them then you get tired and kick them out and you go back to that same people and go pick them up you know our government does not need transformation our people need transformation you and i need transformation because you are the ones that will get there and i've not seen one good nigerian and as far as i'm concerned by this i'm not i'm not excluded until god have mercy let me be honest with you the proof of the good nigerian will be the day we see a good government it's you and i and you need to understand that you can't keep pointing fingers until you accept responsibility and i've noticed something noticed it hard enough sir i wrote an article daily dependent little Africa. And what I've found is that there's a little Africa in everybody. In every home, you see all the problems of Africa, they are in, in every, almost every home. All the African problems, they are in every individual life. By the time you look at it, you see little Africa there. Little Africa there. Little Africa in this school. Little Africa in this office. Little Africa in this business. Little Africa in this life. Little Africa in this family. And all those little portions of mediocrity are now coming together to try to chart the government on the path of excellence. It doesn't work that way. All of us have to come back and sit down. What values do you live by? You know, ask somebody that question. You couldn't talk. we was just talking to me about the Ten Commandments. You know? I said, Ten Commandments? I asked a guy that question. He was talking to me about Abraham. I said, let me tell you something. Abraham does not understand pornography in the way we understand it. By this, I'm, not, I'm a pastor. I'm not putting down Abraham. What I'm saying to you is that Abraham at his best can only communicate the principle. the the practice of that principle will always be left to the human will it's your choice to take yourself as far as necessary and you can point fingers you can blame government you can feel sorry for yourself blame your wife blame your children somebody who had the god to tell me that i I made a mistake to get married so i i I made a mistake i I don't think this kind of the the wife i should marry and i asked me a question who has the when are you going to have the right wife when you leave this one right you're going to start on that one how you know that that's the right one? Somebody tell me I'm not to married. I say, why? I say, I'm, I'm, I've met a lot of girls. I've spoken to so many. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for compatibility. I said compatibility? You look for that all your life. Because after 200 years and you get married, you seem to be comfortable. How can you come from a 26-year-old background and somebody come from a 30, 32-year-old background and you come together and you are shocked that you are disagreeing? Come on now. Your mother that gave back to you that watched you all your life. You still disagree. Your sisters that you have lived together for over 31 years. You still disagree. How can you now marry one girl and just assume that we should just understand a perfect relationship in the first one year? You are making a big mistake. Come, do you understand what I'm saying? You know when I, when I first became a pastor, somebody called me and I made a one administrative error. Somebody, some people now called me and said, you know, you should have done this as a pastor. I said, sir, with due respect, I have not been pastor before. This is the first time I'm going to be a pastor. I must make mistake. I can't drag myself like this. I cannot empower your ignorance. I didn't say that to the elder. I cannot empower your ignorance by now pretending that I don't know that it's my first attempt. There is a law of the first attempt. Somebody came to me and said, My marriage is this, my marriage. I said, Have you married before? If it's your third marriage, then I understand. This is your first marriage, you are bound to make mistakes. You know? Somebody told me, well, this life and this and this. I have the person one question. Have you died before? said, no. So why you have You've not had any experience of that, what's your problem? You know, I try to keep my life so simplified. The goal is to shed away from me all those burdens that society brings to you that will force you to make the wrong decisions, the wrong judgment, and that will now put you on the wrong path, and you are not able to pursue as you ought to pursue. As I close, as I close, let me say this to you: if you don't free yourself from all this wrong thinking you're not going to be able to do too much as far as your destiny is concerned and let me say in all humility you can be very successful and not achieve destiny you can make a lot of money and not fulfill destiny destiny is a superior responsibility and you can think like everybody, work like everybody you know as I talk to you now let me announce to you, I've been ready for death I've been ready to die for over three years now. I know people who are working hard to live long. I said, if long life is the testimony, Jesus is the first embarrassment. Since he died at thirty-three, what do you think? I know Matusalad that died after nine hundred and something years. unto what? And I know sixty-two-year-old security guards. Let me tell you something the credibility of existence is any day superior to the longevity of existence. It's not how long you bring it together. It's what you bring together. And if you do it in 40 years, get out of here. One moment after your welcome is disgrace. Once you outlive your welcome, the next thing you are asking for is embarrassment, shame, and disgrace. You don't need one more second in this life. One more second. This life is too full of confusion, pain, hatred, games, treasury. Insincerity of your highest order Men's enemies are members of your own household Brother against brother Sister against cousin It was worse Now it's perilous times (laughs) So now it's double worse What do you think? It will take a lot of short sightedness For somebody to want to live in this life for one second If only in this life you have hope You are the most miserable of all men There's nothing here We are only here for responsibility The day I finish I want to get out one more second Now settle that with God I don't need this life nobody needs to help me in heaven i don't need to help anybody it's just about praise and peace come on now so what am i doing here you know every day when people say how you're doing i say to them i'm living thankful and i'm living responsibly I have not no other i'm not see i told my wife i can never commit adultery and it's not because of you i love my wife passionately but the love of my wife is too weak to keep me from adultery there are a set of assumptions that I work with core values that are key to my existence, that I live by, they have nothing I know I'm going to give account to another world I know it doesn't end there, so I live my life in such a way that I can conform to the book, do you understand the volume that is written of me and that's why I want to say to you Africans, you can pretend all you like, you are spiritual naturally not because you want to be spiritual, but your upbringing <laughs> forces you to be spiritual, Come on. Now, because of that, it's an advantage. Even though it is being abused, we are looking for the superior being in every wrong place. We are touching ourselves to if as we are coming in here, you see one chicken here with red cloth and two carries, everybody will take off. <laughs> but I have packed ritual before. I was jogging in the evening in the morning, early in the morning, and I saw some ritual at the t junction. With oil and chicken head I said, this is Dutchess food okay. I went in As I was talking by I picked one I just shoo, Straight to my dog I picked that over five to six times I'm still here Somebody had a stupid dream And woke up in the morning Ran to some of us I said, I had this dream, I had this I said, hey, if you kill somebody in your dream Did they arrest you the next day? You know, you just overrate stuff overrated. stuff. The next time you kill somebody, you kiss somebody, you kill a kiss a girl in your dream. Go meet her the next day. And say I kissed you last night. Come, she'll slap you. Then you know the difference between reality and dreams. See, as Africans, the key spiritual issue is the issue with your Creator, with your Creator, with your Creator. All right. I went to a church. The pastor called me aside and told me to do some stuff, to do this, to do that, to do that. I said, if you allow me, sir, I can pay my ticket and move back to Lagos can't do that fool all these people and deceive them about reality your your devil is inside you Hmm? and your devil is as strong as your thinking and as weak as it so do all you want overrate an unconscious enemy and make him look superior what you have done is to deny your own capacity and overrate their own ignorance it works like that do you know that somebody said doesn't have children I've been believing God for a child, for this long, for this long. Hey, Biladin has children. What's the problem? That's supposed to be a wicked man, by my judgment. He has children. There's a mad woman close to my house. She's naked. She's that kind of extreme lunacy. That woman is pregnant with her second baby. And I thought to myself, who's left with this mad woman? Is that a ritualist or a sexual pervert? Look at the combination. Sexual pervert and lunacy. Or ritualist and lunacy. If, it, if God is want God will just say, no way. This is a wrong equation. Mm. But two godly people, me and my wife, godly, serving the Lord, doing good things, running projects, blessing lives like this, will not go that. Now, this woman is unconscious of all the Christian variables of assessing virtue. They don't have seed faith, they don't have anointing oil, they don't read the Bible, they don't go to mosque. This woman does not recognize any prostitutes. I know a girl that I led to Christ. had done abortion nine times the day she got married within the first week she took him again she has a body boy now Now, I know prostitutes who don't want a baby they are cursing God every time they get pregnant after using all kinds of structures to prevent pregnancy nature still beats them they get pregnant they are mad they get pills they flush it out they get pregnant again then a Christian will now kneel down and say oh God give me a baby I said to one of them I said you know what you are emotionally weak and spiritually bankrupt. Get up! You see, let me tell you something. Somebody needs to sit you down and let you understand that. Look, we don't have a problem with what you have a problem with, but please begin by accepting that you are weak, and don't make your weakness a doctrine. Are we together now? And I said you don't have any problem. Now, I've not had the privilege of having a boy or a daughter of my own since I got married. Honestly. Don't feel sorry for me. I am not. (laughs) Let me tell you something. Since my wife and I have been married, we are yet to have the first exchange over the issue of baby. Let me even shock you. As big as my wife's family is and as small as mine is, there's nobody in my family or in her family that has been bold enough to say what's going on. "Ah, Please, what's even going on? Everybody's just pretending that all is well. Because nobody can predict my response. Who will try it first? (laughs) Nobody can predict my response. Nobody. Because I'm in charge. I'm in control. See? I've led children. I love children. But I didn't marry my wife because I want a child. I married my wife because I wanted some critical level of companionship superior to what a child can do. When a child comes, it's a responsibility. Have work to do. Have to pay school fees, be responsible, and present that child to the Lord, holy, blameless, fulfilling his destiny. That takes work. People are married today, running around, coming for school fees, scattered, completely unconscious of the responsibility in that sexual intercourse. And they come together. How will that kind of pressure? struggling with school fees, struggling with life, to pay nepa bills, running out of shelter. how will he sustain a vision in his mind? His problem is not the wife that he married. His problem is not the child that he married. Most of this problems started with premature responsibility. And in submitting, that is the key issue I want you to take away. You sustain what everybody's worried about, you'll be like everybody. You keep coming to this kind of seminars, Fela and I, and these guys will keep instructing you and telling you what you have to do. You keep paying value and coming around us. We we'll give you wisdom keys. You run around with the kids when you are tired, the kids are frustrate you. frustrated. Your frustration. You get tired. Because I went to Laurisa, the old Fatuay Church. I was there. Somebody ran to my car, I was touching it. Some guy about a of joining, they were touching my car. I ran to them. I wanted to grab the but ah, I was limited. Say okay, when I pick the mic. So I went inside. When I pick the mic, I started with them. I said, you guys run to my car and go touch my, my car. How can you think like that? Touch my car? If it's by touching cars, by now, I should have touched people's children, received, touched people's wives, touched people's buildings, received houses, and touched the touching things around. Hey, do you know what I know? And can you do what I do? Yeah do you know do you know that there was a time in my life i was reading 10 books at the same time from third world to first world is as big as this the life story of billy graham is as big as this i read those two books with eight other books at the same time in one month how was i doing it do you know i've read the bible over 20 times from genesis to revelation three chapters a day five on sunday and I do that every year, six chapters a day, 10 on Sunday, every six months. Do you understand that? Do you understand that I packed refuse? Those guys that push carts from house to house, you know I did that? Can you try that? Mm. Do you know I was a barbecue man in Charlie Boy Bustop where I'd rained as a cultist and I had girlfriends? Do you know I fumigated with machine in VGC where I'd had a girlfriend? Do you know that life humbled me in such a way that I was moving fumigation machine from house to house, earning two thousand eight hundred per fumigation? You just want to come and touch this thing? I said, shame on you! You communicate your level of weakness, and it's unfortunate. Grow up and think big. The people who hate God, who don't serve your God, are doing things responsibly, making things happen, changing nations, building kingdoms. And you fool yourself with your so-called prayer warring materials. And all your spiritual truths to chase what people use simple discipline to acquire. That's a very big problem for religious people. That's a very big problem for people who claim to be submitting to the leadership of a superior being. When a big God is in your life, you do the kind of stuff that fella is doing. When a big God is in your life, you do big stuff. You don't do small stuff. You know, somebody said they wanted to walk with me. I sat him down for about two hours and showed him what I want to do in the next five years. And I asked him the same question Do you want to work with me? He said, You need to think about it. I said, Honestly, oh, you need to think about it because you're not ready. Some of the things I want to do, I cannot put it on any paper. I can't say too much. Some things I want to do, I can't put it on any paper. Any paper. Because it's dangerous. Not spiritual danger As think it's dangerous to the Manipulation of men So I have to be very careful I'm running superior programs Come on So my, my simple and honest advice Okay that's that started. <laughs> My simple and honest advice Is this From the very beginning Get a big picture From the very beginning right now not tomorrow not five years time not two years time listen to all your friends and most likely you will realize you have to do the opposite of all they do in life you will never be recognized nor rewarded for your similarities you'll be rewarded for your difference and your difference is your critical success factor find that thing think differently walk differently dress differently Appreciate differently, recognize things differently, reward differently, find your difference, defend it with passion. Africa will go nowhere, particularly in the time that we live in, if African businessmen and our entrepreneurs and career builders continue to think small, protecting the weight of their pocket and the quality of their lives in terms of material peace i appeal to you to pick a concern bigger than what you can possibly bring into your own life alone join me join these guys join Dairo, join your team do something find a bigger dream humble yourself somewhere pick up a superior idea that can change your world find that big thing you can put on paper and you can run with make sure that anything you choose to be part of can solve demonstrable human problems. Africa does not need successful people anymore, Africa needs great people. People who are living for a cause bigger than themselves. People who are doing something bigger than themselves. People who are pursuing things bigger than themselves. Making value for people. Connecting the best of their resources for those who observe them. Making sure that peace exists. Making sure that there are super points. Making sure that somebody can climb, somebody can advance. Making sure that a future generation can find structures to work with, to live with because of the choices of those who live today. So I welcome you to a different world altogether. A world of superior thinking, conscious thinking, empathy thinking, understanding that life is big and it's as big as what you make of it. And once you understand that, you know that your greatest strength is not in you. Your greatest strength is not in your brain. Your greatest strength is your connection with the other person and what you can do with that connection and bring incredible relevance to your world. Nigeria, that is... Africa, that is, and then and only then can you count for tomorrow. Tomorrow does not belong to everybody. In our nation, the future is asking for masters of something. And I trust that once you begin to see yourself in that light and position yourself, you'll be amazed that five years from now, you'll be the same instructor of minds and of souls. Thank you for receiving me with great honor And great confidence, I bow and I trust that when we leave here, it will not be about the relationship you can have with me. It will not be about my email that you can collect. It won't be about my phone number. It won't even be about all the wisdom keys you have written down. It will be about your choices and what you will do from today and what you have been doing so that five years down the line, when we because i will not change when we begin to announce some things at a very high level we can find you announcing something we can be collaborating with you we can be exchanging something with you it's no longer true that when the tough gets when the going gets tough the tough gets going it used to be true in our time when the tough gets then the going gets tough and the tough desire to keep going it can get lost In our time, when the going gets tough, the tough seeks collaboration. Mm. Collaboration. Nobody will collaborate with something of a nuisance value. Mm. Accept your level of humility per time You don't know as much as you think you know. Somebody knows better than you that can pace you. Make that connection and find value for your soul. Thank you and God bless you. I'm sure you have learned wisdom keys that will make you live above struggles and pressure of life and to stop running another man's race. For personal or group coaching session, visit our website today at www.kingsilcoachingacademy.org. You may also call 0703-971-4664 or 090 550072 or 909 Follow us on Twitter at KingsHillCA. On Facebook, just type in Kings Hill Coaching Academy.